not just the Tide Pod Challenge, the Momo Challenge. You guys know what that is? You challenge each other to commit suicide, and you do it like lemmings. You don't win the Momo Challenge. You Darwin the Momo Challenge. You even got this thing, the condom challenge. You guys know about this one where you're snorting condoms? They had a condom challenge when I was growing up. The challenge was to wear a condom. (laughs) Just one thing after another, you got your stupid fucking diets, your stupid fucking paleo bullshit. Paleo, I'm so paleo. How come I'm not losing weight? I'm so paleo. Because you're not fucking paleo, that's why. You know what is paleo? Shivering. Shivering's paleo. It works your core, gets those hard-to-reach muscles. That's why they were so ripped back in the paleo days. They were shivering all the time. Tried your stupid diets, your stupid kombucha. God damn, someone took turnt wine and skunk beer and mixed them together. That's what kombucha is. Now that I'm drinking it, I realize it's the slurry they use for fracking. (laughs) It's causing major climate change in my microbiomes, and I am producing methane. That's a science joke, in case you're wondering. So I got off of that shit, and I started eating kimchi instead. Holy shit, now that I'm eating kimchi, I gotta say, what the fuck is wrong with Koreans? How do you make cabbage worse? I eat that stuff, it makes me Kim Jong ill. Zing. Yeah, it's one thing after another, you guys. You're just too soft with everything. You're too soft with weed, too, man. 420, so played out. You can vape in the library now, guys. It's like smoking weed is not cool or hip or dangerous anymore. Nerds took over, 57 kinds of different oil. Pathetic. Who here remembers 1987? The year America ran out of weed. You see, back then there was weed or no weed. Those were your options. (laughs) Not like which club has the special on red Congolese and who's got the, it was how much sativa is in that. We used to be homo sapiens looking each other in the eye as we passed the joint around, right? We used to save the roaches and hoard them till Sunday because they were special. (laughs) You guys don't do that shit. You just cartridge, 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 la, la, la. All a bunch of fucking homo sativas and homo indicas just sucking down on your individual wrapped vape pens. Devolving before my eyes. Walking headlong into traffic with your Pokemon. Go walk off a cliff. Nav apps. Nav app completely necessary now because you've lost your ability to find your friends in a park. Pathetic. You guys got it too easy with pussy too, man. I'll tell you that. When I was growing up, that shit was the nom down there, man. You were in the jungle looking out for Charlie and shit. You didn't know which way was north. The orgasm was still a myth. (laughs) The G-spot hadn't been invented yet. And the clitoris was like the Mayan city of gold, swallowed up by the jungle. We didn't have the vagina monologues or Google Maps to help us out back then. We had to figure that shit out on our own. Now it's like the fucking Iraq war down there, man. Nothing but scorched earth, right? (laughs) Nothing between you and Baghdad. No mystery. It's pathetic. Are there any millennials on the the bill tonight? You're all millennials? (laughs) So it's just me against all you guys. (laughs) And I'm winning. (laughs) 
So anyway, we didn't go over who was coming up first or second. But is, is there sort of an order on the, uh, we're all uh, comfortable with the order on Facebook. Cool. Which means Robert. Robert Pang is coming up first to defend his generation. Give it up for Robert Pang. Generations fucked. There's no, there's no defending it, right? There's literally no defending this shit, right? Like I, I, I was lost today because my phone died. Like I don't know what, how the fuck I even got here. Like what the fuck? Like I tried to look at a, a real map. I'm just like, what is all these squiggly lines? Like just show me where to go. Seriously, what the fuck, right? Like my, uh, like Asian millennial is even more fucked than like normal millennials, right? Like Asian millennials are just, we've been through a lot. Like seriously, just. Look, just treat us better, okay? Because we've been through a lot, seriously. Like, like white people have so much options. Like, white kids have so much options, right? If they can, fu- if they fuck up school, they can like do trade school. They could like do music. They can maybe do stand-up comedy, right? Like, we're Asian millennials. Like, if we fuck up school, we're just fucked, right? It's either we go to engineering school or we die in the sweatshop somewhere. Like, there's no, there's no middle ground, right? Like seriously, like Asian millennial, we like if we don't get a good job, that means we can't get a good car, that means we can't get a good house, that means we don't fuck. Like at all. Like have anyone here not fucked? Give it up if you not fucked. <laughs> Only me? Seriously, god damn it. Seriously, like if you uh, if you're wondering like if you're a Gen X or if you're a millennial, just ask yourself this question, okay? What's more sexy? A twelve inch dick or a twelve thousand square foot condo in downtown uh, San Francisco? Right? It's just like, seriously, like, it, like for us, it's like we'd rather have the condo because a condo will solve all of our problems, right? Like, just like, even if, like, we can't get like, the good sex, like, we can still jerk off to a waterfront view, which is much better than whatever the fuck we're doing. Just like, seriously, I need a house, right? Like, I fucked up my life. I know exactly when I fucked up. College? Anyone to college here? Anyone to college here? We all went to college, right? Because we're the millennials, right? And we're so fucking dumb, right? Seriously, I can, I know this one guy from college who can build any kind of bridge in the world, any kind of bridge. But you know what kind of bridge he can't build? The bridge of human connection. Like that guy is never getting laid, right? Like, and the dumbest guy I know, the dumbest guy I know spent a thousand K to go to engineering school, graduated, can't find a job, and now is doing stand-up comedy on Mutiny Radio. Like what the hell? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with me? Like seriously. Like, we, we can't, we don't know how to talk to people. Like, I'm so fucking lonely right now. Like, <laughs> seriously, I'm so lonely. Like, l- like, I did the loneliest thing possible. Like, last New Year's Eve, I mean, uh, New Year's Eve celebration, I went to watch the fireworks in downtown alone, right? Like, that's the saddest thing ever. Like, for the whole time when I was there, when I was, like, waiting for the fireworks to start, for two hours straight, I just tried to pretend to try to find my friends, right? It's just like, hey, where are you, man? Where are you? Yeah, Wang, Wang, are you here yet, Wang? Wang, yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking, yeah, I'm at, the, I'm at the waterfront. For the two hours when I was there, I was just walking around doing that because if I sat down, people would have been like, oh, look at this piece of shit, he's here watching the fireworks alone, right? It's just like, seriously, seriously, talking to people, that's how, do, how do people do it, right? People like, I don't know how to get a job at all, right? Like, it's all online job application now. Like, jo- online job applications are just fucking nightmares, right? Like, just like, I see this one job post, like, entry level position. Three years experience needed. Like, three years experience. That's like a girl who's like, oh my god, I wanna date a virgin, but you need to be an anal, have a sex dungeon, and three years experience. Like, what the hell, man? Like, by the way, if you know a girl like that, call me. I can build a great sex dungeon. There's so much duct tape at my house. I don't. I don't know what to do with it. Right? Like I'm an engineer. Yeah. So th- it means like I'm more socially awkward in talking to people. Like people try to give me advice when I can't find a job. They're like, Robert, if you can't find a job, you gotta network. You gotta go out there and you gotta talk to people. Like seriously, fuck you. Okay. Whoever gave that advice, fuck you. All right. I'm a millennial. I don't know how to talk to people. Like when you are out out there drinking, partying, and having sex, I was at home studying math like a good boy. But no, you can't hire me because I'm socially awkward. But you can hire the douchebag who stole all my homework because he's cool. He knows how to talk to people. Like, look, I know I want to know how drinking works, right? Like, I don't, I don't know how fucking drinking works. Like, you drink and some magic happens and boom, you're pregnant. Like, what, what is this sorcery? Somebody teach me this shit, right? Like, crack, crack is amazing. 
right? Like, I wish I was addicted to crack, okay? Because at least crack is so cool. Like, when you're sm snorting crack, like, people look up to you. Like, whoa, that guy is smoking crack. You know what I'm addicted to? League of Legends. Like, nobody is looking up to me because I sit in front of a dark room all day, sitting in front of a computer, just clicking a button. Like, at least when you're addicted to crack, you're getting exercise, right? Like, I look like I have no exercise at all. Like, seriously, like, like if I was on crack around me, I'll be like, <laughs> and then I'll be like, all this twitching is gonna make me lose weight. But like, I don't do that. Like, God damn it, I was, I was a cool, I was a nerd kid. God, we're all nerd kids. All Asian kids are nerds, just like, God, Damn it! Like every Asian kid I talk to is just like engineering degrees. Like, what are you gonna do with that engineering degree? I'm gonna work in a convenience store because fuck me, right? Seriously, seriously, like, the fuck, right? We all have good degrees. Like, what's what's your degree, sir? What's your degree? Oh, okay, uh, what's your degree? <laughs> <laughs> you deserve your fate. You also deserve your fate, right? But like, I have a fucking engineering degree. I'm still doing stand-up comedy. Like, I'm making literally like. 15 bucks an hour do and then like doing stand-up comedy on the side because I because I don't know how to get a job at all like seriously like if you're wondering like what kind of engineer can't find a job it depends on the engineering okay like every other kind of every other kind of engineer is a hero to society but a mining engineer that's a Captain Planet villain right it's just like Tony Stark can build killer robots all day and kids look up to him but when I want to build one coal mine suddenly Chuck Norris appears and kick me in the face because nature nature Oh my god, seriously. Millennials, could you just stop with this environmental shit? Like, I, I need a fucking job, okay? Listen, I, I, sit, I sit too much on stage. Like, I, I, talk, I trash talk ch China too much, right? Like, I can't go back to China now. If I go back to China, they'll be like, do you want to see the desk camp? Because you are there all the time, right? Like, just, like I am so fucked. Like, seriously. Like, I, I wish I was that kid back in the sweatshop, right? Like, I wish I didn't leave China in the first place. Because that kid back in the sweatshop, he is doing way better than me, right? He's like, he can make an iPhone in five seconds. Like, what could I do? Linear algebra. Give it up if you know what that is, right? Give it up if you know what linear algebra is. What is linear algebra, sir? That's a problem. That's a problem right there, right? What am I supposed to do? Like, impress my employer with my ability to invert the matrices? Like, do you even know what that means, right? Like, there's nothing on my resume. Like, there's nothing on my resume except this, right? Because, like, I don't care what you people say. This is three years of public speaking experience, right? Like, I'm not... <laughs> like, do you know how hard it is for an Asian engineer to get a job? In, in this economy, like, do you know how many Asian engineers there are in the world? Like, every pile of resume, there's, like, just a bunch of wangs and pangs and, like, laos, right? And then you see this Miller guy. It's like, oh, he's a white guy. I'm going to hire him because he speaks English. Like, I don't, like, look, look, I, I'm not even doing this for some bullshit dream. No, I'm doing this co to convince white people that I speak English, which I assume <laughs> I am speaking to you or you're just laughing to not seem racist, right? Like... Like, I really don't belong in the corporate world. Like, seriously. Like, you know, I actually got an engineering job for, like, a month, right? You know how I got fired? How did I get fired? Yeah, sure, why not? Why not? <laughs> I wish I did that. Fuck. <laughs> Dude, I, I got fired because I took a nap during a job orientation, right? Like, again, I can't even keep myself awake for one single fucking job orientation, right? Like, it's just, like, I can't, I have narcolepsy. Like, I developed it when I used to go to church, church back in the day because all the sermon was so fucking boring, so I slept through every sermon. And then, like, when I went to university, I slept through every lecture because they were also as boring. And then, like, because of this, like, environmental effect of, like, every time someone is boring, talks, I just fall asleep. I fall asleep during a job orientation, and I got fired immediately. Like, seriously, I can't hold a fucking real job, right? Because we're all pieces of shits. Yeah, I never had sex. I, ne I didn't even have sex. Seriously, I never had sex. Like, I, wa I think I would be great at the sex, though, because I watch a lot of demonstration videos, right? Like, I read all the articles on the subject, right? I know all about the sex, the anal sex, the vaginal sex, and the tentacle sex. Like, ladies, please, we have options, right? I have to admit, like, our porn is way better than the Gen X porn. Like, he was probably masturbating to, like, some Playboy magazine. Like, we 
Like, I masturbated to a Playboy magazine once, and it was really boring. I was just like, there's so many articles and one picture. It's like, what the fuck is the point of this shit? Like, like we are, we masturbate to some really deep shit. Like, I don't even masturbate to normal porn now. Like, what I masturbate to is, like, a combination of weirdo hentais and, like, weirdo ASMR where this, this girl just talks dirty to me, and I just jerk off to that. It's, it's kind of weird, right? Like, it's not that weird at all. Like it's not that weird. Like uh, the next generation is gonna figure out even weirder porn. Like they're just they're just gonna be like, you'll masturbate to a screen. Like I have this robotic sex doll that's in my closet all the time. That's what I'm masturbating to. And the, the Chinese will make that robotic sex doll. So like you better buy iPhones or else we're gonna that's not gonna happen, right? So I I, I have a flash a flashlight. Obviously I have a flashlight, right? Yeah, because I'm a millennial, I never had sex. Obviously, I have a flashlight, right? But, like, don't get a flashlight. It's such a waste of money, right? Like, it's 60 bucks for the flashlight, but, like, what they don't tell you is you got to keep buying lube or else your dick is going to fuck up, right? So, like, you got to keep buying lube, which is, like, 15 bucks a month. So, like, a 60 bucks flashlight and, like, lube, like, that's just a World of Warcraft subscription, right? Like, I can't keep buying that shit, right? And then, like, the thing about flashlight is that like they don't tell you is that every time you use a flashlight it makes this weird squishing noise it's like unplugging a toilet you know like you know <laughs> you you sir you laugh you have a flashlight right yeah. or is that what you call your girlfriend i don't i don't, I don't know <laughs> right but like it makes this weird squishing noise and like i live in a small condo so like my walls are like really thin right so like i can't keep using that flashlight or else like my neighbor is gonna be wondering, like, why am I un unclogging a toilet like every single day? It's just like, what's going on, right? So I had to get rid of it, right? Because also I live with my parents, so like, I don't, I don't know where to keep a flashlight. Like, seriously, is there like a good hiding spot for a flashlight that doesn't get moldy? Is there, is there anything like dildos? How do girls hide dildos? I don't. They don't even need to hide dildos. They own that dildo, but I have to hide a flashlight and it was too much, it's too complicated. So I just threw that flashlight away because I tried to sell it at first, right? I tried to sell a flashlight and then like nobody was buying it on Craigslist. So I'm just like, oh my God, I have to get rid of it. Anyway, that's all I have, thanks a lot. Give it up for Robert Pang of No Bang Theory. Oh man, I never thought I'd feel so sorry for you guys, but after the woes of a millennial, I almost feel too bad to roast you guys a little bit more <laughs> with your stupid fucking workouts, your stupid fucking CrossFit, big for nothing CrossFit. My God, they had this thing that took the place of CrossFit when I was growing up. They were called chores. We had chores back then, kept us fit. Yeah, CrossFit, the only reason to do CrossFit is to just do more CrossFit. That's cocaine. See, cocaine went to rehab and came back as a fitness routine. And that's why we have CrossFit today. CrossFit did a movie about themselves. They called themselves the fittest people on earth. But how do you call yourself the best at anything if you're not competing against any black or brown people? More like burning CrossFit. Zing! The reason I, I bring this up, it looks like this next guy does CrossFit. He looks pretty goddamn fit, quite frankly. Give it up for Carl Berger. Keep it going uh, for Matthew. Keep it going for Pam. The, 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 the reason that we're all here right now and this sold out. You guys can sit down. Thank you for the standing ovation. I appreciate that. This packed out room. And tens of listener. Uh, is real quick question: is th is that a trope of millennials that like millennials don't have sex? Is that like a thing that I missed out on? Because oh, is it <laughs> not the Asian women I know, my friend? Uh, <laughs> not the ones that I know. Uh, my name is Carl. I I've been a millennial for 28 years. Thank you. Um, I don't feel I don't feel very like aligned with the the millennial folks. I grew up in a small town in rural Maine. And Maine's kind of a weird place. It's like uh, it's like way back. It's like when I graduated high school, people still had frosted tips and Janko jeans. Like, 
Like that truck to JC Penney's just got to Maine in 2008. <laughs> we were like, oh, this is sick. This is sick gear. Pearl Jam's awesome. And we missed we missed all the cool hip shit, but Maine's Maine's a really funny place. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys are even fucking familiar with Maine. Uh we're all the way on the west coast. Does anybody know like where well you know where it is, but does anybody else know like Maine at all? Yeah, okay, a little bit. It's like way up in the woods and it's it's a really weird mix between like kind of progressive hippies and like real weird northern rednecks. Like just my like my folks went there, they moved to Maine to grow weed. But then at the same time, like I have a cousin who lives in Maine and he like he like shot out all the street lights on his block because he was like, I don't like light pollution and it's a waste of power. Uh, but he did <laughs> but he did that out of his like big diesel truck after smoking PCP all day and it was like uh, it's, a, it's a good point but maybe maybe take it easy on the PCP Casey Maine man it's weird uh I'm an only child too I'm an only child that's like I feel like that's a millennial thing like people used to have big families both my parents come from bigger families only child I don't know what your guys's view of only children are uh, is is there anybody else who's an only child in here Oh, fuck me. It's just, all right. <laughs> My parents just didn't like fucking. Uh, <laughs> they didn't like each other. I, I'm always surprised. They hated each other. They fought so much. I'm like, how did you guys even like, how did you guys stop drinking and yelling at each other to like actually have sex one? This is crazy. Anyway, this is for, <laughs> I forgot. That. I, got the, I got the therapy uh, podcast tomorrow. That's what I'll be talking about. Uh, I don't know what you guys think about only, ch sorry, I got off track. Only children, like, I don't know what you guys think about it. For me, being an only child, it just means that I don't fully get uh, incest porn. Like, <laughs> I don't fully comprehend the appeal. Like, I'm going to watch it. Of course, I'm going to watch it. But I just I watch it like I'm watching a Woody Allen film. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get why everybody's talking about it. <laughs> like, okay, I get it. He likes New York. <laughs> and fucking his daughter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Woody Allen, he's a monster. Uh, <laughs> he is. Everybody's like, greatest filmmaker alive. I was like, really? You know? <laughs> fucking, I don't think Scorsese was fucking his kids, but it's true. <laughs> what else did I want to talk about? Millennials, we don't, uh, we don't like commitment. We don't commit to anything, right? Like, commitment's tough. You know, we don't commit to uh, jobs. We don't really commit to relationships. We don't commit to finishing uh, so I don't, <laughs> that was like, that was like a wordplay thing. You guys are smart. I, I had trouble with commitment. I, I had a breakup last year. I say I had a breakup cause like it was a mutual thing. You know what I'm, t I'm talking about? Like a mutual breakup where like me and uh, my girlfriend at the time, we like sat down, we got together, hashed it out and we came to the mutual, uh, agreement that I was a complete asshole, uh, incapable of loving another human being. Uh, and I'll probably be alone forever. That's how that mutual <laughs> agreement works out i get it like i do i have a problem i do have a little problem with, like uh it's this uh it's this 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 hereditary problem um that 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 limits my like dating abilities it's, it's i'm a man uh <laughs> that's part of it so like i just have to be right about everything uh and i will fight you uh if you disagree with me i will fight you uh it sucks i would get into the dumbest like pettiest arguments for the end of our relationship for example, my girlfriend, she was like, she wanted to buy a really high-end blender. Oh, the blender material. He well, he walked on the blender material. <laughs> it's getting edgy. If you guys wanted edgy, <laughs> you shouldn't have booked Carl. <laughs> I'm about to talk about blenders. <laughs> uh, yeah, she wanted to buy this high-end blender, which I think is, that's like, that's fairgrounds to break up with somebody but you don't, you don't need to spend five hundred dollars to make like a two dollar smoothie you're never going to get that roi back that's just that's bananas she came to me and she's like hey i did <laughs> it's true right <laughs> like why would you spend that much on a fucking you shake up some fruit i don't know but she came to me and she was like hey look i did all this research and uh i think i'm gonna go with the vitamix blender i i think that that's yeah, Pam's like, it's a good blender. You're fucking right, it's a good blender. <laughs> she goes, I think that's the best blender. I was like, oh, you think that's the best blender? That's cute. Because uh, actually, Blendtec blenders, they're the best blender on the market for both consumer and professional level. 
Uh, and she was like, well, Vi Vitamix blenders, they spin so fast that they can turn your vegetables into hot soup within minutes. And I was like, that's fucking Bush League, Amber. Uh, Blendtec blenders, not only can they do that, they have a 3.8 horsepower motor and uh, patented nonstick polycarbonate blades that could liquefy an iPhone. And she was like, why would you ever need to liquefy an iPhone? I was like, it's not about needing to liquefy an iPhone. I just want to know that I can liquefy my iPhone. We watched Snowden together. You don't get me. Uh, <laughs> so we broke up. Uh, <laughs> we broke up because I'm an asshole. It's, that's what it boiled down to. Uh, and I would never date a psychopath that thinks a Vitamix blender is better than a Blendtec blender. <laughs> I wish that guy stayed for the whole blender bit. He would have been blown away. <laughs> would have been, been liquefied by my blender material. <laughs> Everything from here on out is just about blenders, guys, so buckle the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, don't, I wish I had more. I, gotta, I need to like write just the whole 30 minutes on blenders and... Do some like real, real edgy rooms. It's alt comedy, baby. <laughs> uh, I couldn't even commit to that breakup. We got back together though. <laughs> I couldn't commit. <laughs> I was like, I'm alone. <laughs> but we, when we were broken up, it was like four months. Uh, and I don't know, I don't know how the the older folk in the crowd, how you guys go about dating in this day and age. Probably do it in real life by meeting real people. Uh, <laughs> or I don't know how you have a telephone or like, I don't know, you call people, <laughs> the can on the string and you're like, yeah, I'm trying to get fucked. And then it's like, <laughs> this is your childhood. And then uh, I got on the apps. I got on all the apps, Tinder, Bumble, OkCupid, HelloFresh. Yeah. Don't kink shame me. <laughs> don't kink shame me. I don't, I don't know. I'm experimenting. Like what is a kumquat? I don't know. Is that a sexual command or an overpriced garbage fruit? Let's find out together. <laughs> Let's go on this adventure. I got on the apps, man, and I realized, I realized at least in Portland, it might be the same here in San Francisco. I'm not sure, but in Portland, everybody is, uh, what do they call it, ethically non-monogamous these days. You guys familiar with that phrase, that term, ethically? You're, you're Greek, right? Okay, so you'll get the gist of this, because so that's just polyamory, right? The Greeks, like, they invented that, right? I'm not wrong. <laughs> Everyone's like, fucking truth bomb. Yeah, they invented that. Uh, polyamory. Is anybody in here polyamorous? Okay, statistically, that's not true. Statistically, that's inaccurate. Usually how it works out is there's, like, a, a, a straight couple, and the chick's like, no, we're not polyamorous. And the dude's like, well, I mean, she's not, but, you know, I kind of am. And <laughs> that's how that works out. I, polyamory is so funny. It's hip here, right? Pam, I'm not singling you out, but I'm just saying, like, this town's down for that. <laughs> San Francisco's a weird uh, sidebar. San Francisco, I, I, the first time I ever came out here was 2006, and I was visiting my buddy in the Tenderloin. I was walking down the street, and it was the, the only time I ever saw, I was, like, walking by a woman, and she was just smoking crack, and I was like, that's edgy. And then I was, like, I was just walking down the street the other day, and it's just all, it was, like, a woman with a, a, a yoga mat. And I was like, damn, man, San Francisco's really changed. Uh, and then I turned around and she like rolled it out and started smoking crack. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, they still got it. <laughs> they still got it. They still got it. Uh, so polyamory back to where we <laughs> were polyamory. I, I don't, I can't jive with it really, but I get it. Like I get the principle. I think polyamory is a lot like communism, right? Like on paper, fairness and equality on paper, it should work out for everybody. Once you bring people in the mix, then somebody's going to get run over by a tank. You know what I mean? <laughs> an emotional tank, of course. An emotional tank, uh, unless you're dating Michael Dukakis, and then it, you got something to worry about. And I know nobody fucking laughs at that joke because we're all too young, but if you guys, uh, fuck, just go Google Michael Dukakis tank, and that joke is, like, so fucking funny. <laughs> I swear to God, it's so funny. Yeah, the one, <laughs> the guy that actually saw it <laughs> happen. Yeah, dude, he would have been, man, we wouldn't have had fucking... Bush number one. <laughs> Fucking Dukakis if he didn't get in that tank. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Polyamory, the tank. Oh, dating apps, man. Got on there. I matched with this girl, and she had on her profile uh, two columns. It was likes and dislikes. And under the likes column, it was like taking her dog on walks, going to the beach, margaritas with her girls i was like i can get down with all that that sounds like a fun time it's gonna be a fun date and then i looked over at the dislikes column it's just one thing 
small dicks. That was it. <laughs> what? <laughs> small dicks. You just, it, wasn't, it wasn't like genocide or herpes. It was just like the, the one thing in my life I don't want, small dicks. I get it. I mean, nobody likes small dicks. Even dudes with small dicks are like, this sucks. But fuck, I would take, you know, fuck, small dicks over genocide any day. I can <laughs> <laughs> make that into a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking about the font. Uh, <laughs> it would just—it would be like red Comic Sans, probably just irritate people. But I can't—I don't—I don't hit on like women for what they put on their like dating profiles or say online because I know what they get in return. I have female friends, which I know sounds like something who does not have female friends would say, <laughs> but I've seen what they, they receive from dating apps. And if you're like a woman in 2019 and you like don't respond to a dude's message on like Tinder within the first 30 seconds, you just get like a hundred death threats and 30 dick pics like smattered him. Like, like he's just like trying to type out the intro to a Law & Order SVU script on your fucking Tinder thing. Uh, I'm going to try this last thing out. Uh, real quick, who here has been in a three-way? Yeah? A couple people? There's no joke to that. I'm just trying to see who the cool people are. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. Carl, I'm so glad you got back together with your blender. I was, I was pacing back there, like, worried about... What was going to happen? Oh, geez, you guys. I tell you what, man. I, I just can't stop picking on you guys. I can't help it. It's just, you're just, you're, you just ask to be victims. Like, victimhood is like your number one. And it just reminds me of like Jesse Smollett. You know that guy? Peak millennial guy. He set up his own hate crime and then got busted for it. I mean, they found him through his Uber. Not even smart enough to use a getaway car, man. That's what's wrong with your generation. And they found him with a Subway sandwich. Like, what is this, some sort of, like, Instagram cross-promotional thing? Like, product placement he's doing? Like, some fucking... And, I mean, I got to tell you, poor Safeway. They're like, first Jared, now this? Like... We just make sandwiches, guys. Get the fuck, keep us out of the, the news, for fuck's sakes. But I tell you, it is one peak millennial moment, that whole case. I mean, he just achieved peak victimhood. That's like the greatest social achievement you guys could take. If anyone from my generation set up that crime, they would have set themselves up to be the hero. You guys just got it all wrong all backwards anyway hopefully this cat doesn't have it backwards give it up for sonny dennis thank you very much alcoholic brian cranston that was uh yeah it is yeah it is you're also great as the dad in westworld um i don't know if anyone gets that but fucking it's dead on yeah i know it's not very funny but it's solid um <laughs> carl you look like a millennial luigi who's like instead of mushroom just like vape pens he gets you know yeah by the way Rob, what the fuck man you call me on the spot about algebra for no reason like where's the clitoris at bro uh yeah it's not very nice is it oh boy oh man going on guys this has been a great festival i'm having a fucking blast let's hear it from mutiny radio good times good times i uh, i'm millennial as fuck it's a problem i gotta like tone it down sometimes like uh here's the difference between gen x and millennials gen x didn't follow their dreams they were told not to whereas millennials everyone was told to follow their dreams <laughs> which is a problem because not everyone has good dreams right <laughs> this is true I can, I, can, I, can, I can explain because I'm one of those kids, okay? When I was 11 years old, you know what my dream was? To be the first child on the MTV show Jackass. <laughs> I see five guys shitting in a hot tub. I'm like, you know what's missing from this? An 11-year-old boy! And I could be him! Yeah. It was weird because like there was kids at my school that were like, you know, playing basketball every day because they wanted to go to the NBA, you know? And I'm like stapling my nuts to a hockey stick. It was a weird... <laughs> My dad was all upset. He's like, if you keep doing this shit, you're going to be in a porta potty. And I'm like, really? You mean it? You think so? 
I want to get pushed over in them. That's the uh, that's the goal here. Uh, what else? What else is about millennial of me? Do, do. Oh, you know what the other dream I had was to be on a game show. Okay, but not even to win a game show, just to be on it. Specifically, <laughs> Slime Time Live. You guys familiar? Yeah. I didn't. That's such an achievable dream. I could have done that, and I didn't, which makes me feel like a bigger failure in life, you know? But I realized Slime Time Live went off the air a while ago, and Nickelodeon doesn't slime people as much anymore. They don't slime at all, which is weird, right? You'd think that there'd be a reason for it. So I'm waiting for like an infomercial at two in the morning to come on, and it's like, if you were slimed into the 2000s and now have mesothelioma, <laughs> please call the law offices of James Sokoloff. You could be entitled to a free trip to Orlando, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, like, uh, what's the guy that hosted Double Dare? Like, Mark Summers? He's on trial for poisoning thousands of children, and he's like, I had no idea the information wasn't available. And the judge is like, well, Mark, you can be 30 years in prison, or take a physical challenge. Yeah. Me, 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 mesothelioma. Yeah. Oh, man. What the fuck was up with Gak? Do you guys remember Gak? Nickelodeon Gak. It was not a toy, it was just a little pile of placenta that you've, you didn't play with it, you just made fart noises and ruined your dad's carpet, you know? I want a toy that smells like burning plastic and makes my parents hate me. Yeah. Thanks, Nickelodeon. Oh, boy. Uh, what else? I got, I got, you know what's millennial? 90s movies, and I love talking about those. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have heard some of these, but I'm going to do them anyway, all right? Uh, did you know that they made four Free Willy movies? Four Free Willy movies, yeah. You know what you have to call that fourth one? A very obtainable whale, all right? <laughs> like, by the third movie, you've earned the whale. You can keep the whale. There's more fish in the sea. We'll be okay, right? And it's like, for there to be a fourth Free Willy movie, people have to watch the third Free Willy movie, you know? So I just want to know who's at home, like, damn, Willy got captured again? <laughs> well, of course we're going to see it. What if he doesn't get free, you know? <laughs> Which would be a much better movie, in all honesty, right? Free Willy 5, The Cove. Yeah. Starring Michael Vick. Uh, it'd be great. It'd be a lot of fun. And like 40 Japanese guys, right? We want diversity in Hollywood, and we're going to get it one way or another. Uh, let's talk about Airbud. You guys fuck with Airbud? No? The Golden Retriever with a heart of gold? Come on! Man, what couldn't that fucking dog do? He's like running for Senate and like. Doing drone strikes, you know? There's nothing in the laws as a dog can't drone strike. Yeah, that whole thing. I, uh, I don't think there was ever a script by the fourth or fifth movie. It's like two guys in a room like, do you just want to see a dog in rollerblades? <laughs> Inline canine. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, what, does anyone know what year Turner, or who, Turner and Hooch came out? Off the top, is that, would that be a your generation movie or a my generation movie? That's your guys? Fuck. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about it anyway. Okay. Uh, so you guys do uh, any, any hallucinogenic takers in the crowd? All right. So the best way to do hallucinogens, I've realized, is with somebody you love. Okay. The couples that trip together stick together. This is true. Now, uh, my fiance is not, I'm a little more on the, the other side of the tracks than she is. She's a good person, Asian. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not that. I'm into doing grimy shit, okay? So I'm good at being on hallucinogenic drugs. I'm good on being on acid. She's not as good as me, okay? So we have to plan out our trips, you know what I mean? Like, whenever we do uh, acid, we always do a cheese platter. Because that's classy as fuck, right? You guys ever been on acid and had a cheese platter? It's some next level shit, okay? <laughs> Fucking Pink Floyd and prosciutto, it's a good time. Um, but we do the cheese platter. <laughs> And then we find a movie to just have on in the background, you know what I mean? And you know what's always a good movie? Some like, you know, late 80s, early 90s, having on in the back kind of a thing. And I thought a good movie to have on would be one with a dog. Turner and Hooch, right? Tom Hanks and a big dog for an hour and 45 minutes. And uh, it was like as late 80s, early 90s as it could get, because he's, uh, he's a detective, not a cop. He's a detective. <laughs> Takes place in Chicago or New York. That was the only place movies happened back then. <laughs> And it's not even a fucking movie. It's just like, look how big this dog is. Look at him tear up my apartment and my office and my cop car. But it's perfect for our, for our acid trip. You know, we're having a blast, okay? And then it takes a big south turn with like 10 minutes to go, okay? Because they find the guy that killed Hooch's owner. And uh, then they take Tom Hanks hostage. And they take the dog hostage. And then right now, my, my fiance is getting like... She's getting all antsy, she's tripping, and she's like, what's going on? You didn't say this was gonna be this type of a movie. And I'm like, sweetie pie, it's a 90s movie. They're not gonna kill the dog, 
They never kill the dog, okay? And that's genuinely what I believed, okay? And it keeps kind of going on, and like Tom Hanks moves out of the way, and then Hooch jumps up to get the bad guy, bites him, and I'm like, yeah, see, Hooch has got it. And then Hooch gets shot, okay? And I'm like, oh, maybe it grazed him. And there's a close-up of dog fur and a bullet coming out the other side. So I can't, you know, oh, movie magic. She's freaking out. She's not having a good trip, okay? And I'm like, sweetie, it's gonna be fine. It's the 90s, they don't kill dogs, okay? That's like, that's like 50s and 60s shit. You know what I mean? Rinton's in, Old Yeller, all that old stuff. But uh, also, Tom Hanks' love interest in the movie is a veterinarian. So I'm like, this makes perfect sense. You know, bring him to the girl and they're gonna say, that's what happens. They rush Hooch to the veterinarian and then Hooch just dies. <laughs> And they're like, oh, but who had puppies, so it's okay, and Tom Hanks gets the puppy. It's like, no, fuck that, because she's sobbing, okay? <laughs> Not because Hooch died, but because she trusted me, okay? <laughs> I know. Uh, we're getting married next year, so <laughs> let's hope it goes better than that movie experience did. Oh, man, you guys like drugs? That's a cool, that's a big millennial thing. You know what's weird? I mean, like, hallucinogens, I feel, are more of like the... The new gen, like the Silicon Valley kids, and then like cocaine, which is my other favorite drug, is more of like the Gen X drug. What's your jam? Wheat. Wheat? Really, if you had to choose between a good mushroom trip and a good cocaine binge, what would it be? Okay, I like your style. Uh, you see, the, I know for, that's better for me, honestly, but man, I like cocaine. Like, cocaine's great. I accidentally became a cocaine dealer when I was uh, 18. <laughs> It's very, that's the thing everyone's like, oh, what's it like growing up in Hawaii? I'm like, it's pretty fucking weird sometimes. Like, shit, <laughs> shit happens, okay? Let me paint a picture for you, okay? The year was 2010. Hannah Montana was still Miley Cyrus, you know? <laughs> Lil Wayne was the greatest rapper alive. Shit was different, okay? Now, I had just gotten accepted to Maui Community College because as they told me, you will get $5,000 from the government, okay? It was called the Pell Grant, or as I call it, the Hell Yeah-nt. Uh, it's not a lot of money to you guys, but it is to me and my very low expectation of living, okay? First thing I did, bought a truck for $800. Then I went to the local dormitories, paid a year rent right away. Yeah, because these dorms also doubled as low-income housing for the public. That's true. When you're trying to earn a degree, you can share a bunk bed with a 40-year-old man trying to get his kids back. <laughs> it's crazy. They had, they had like a rec room and like half of it would be like, all right, we're having movie night at Shrek 3. And then the other half of the rec room would be like, all right, we're having a Narcotics Anonymous meeting tonight. So <laughs> nice mix of people. Uh, I hit the jackpot though, okay? Because I got roomed up with two 40-year-old uh, people, the guys that got out of prison recently. And you guys are like, that's not good. But it is, because I grew up white in Hawaii. So this is my chance to be cool with Hawaiians. You know what I mean? Because like they don't, man, they, they call us howlies. They do not, understandably, okay? Because uh, historically speaking, white people are like Willem Dafoe. I don't know what the role is or what the movie is. Pretty sure he's the bad guy, though, okay? <laughs> and that's what it was like in Hawaii. They're like, you're howly, fuck you, you know? But two new roommates got a chance to do something different, try to do something new, okay? And they liked, you know, they always would ask, I knew I had trucks. They're like, hey, can you give us a ride to the other side of the island at two in the morning? And I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm woke as, I was woke before being woke was a fucking word, okay? <laughs> I was playing all my reparations, white guilt, all that shit. You guys are all new to this, all right? Back in Hawaii, we've been living this since day one, all right? <laughs> now, I ended up like taking them like for like weeks at a time, just all over the place. And, you know, it was like me making me feel good. Anyway, one time when the guy was like, can I give you gas money or anything? And I'm like, no, it's all good, man. I was helping out my roommates. He's like, you're a good guy, man. Why don't you check your glove compartment sometime? And uh, I never did, you know? And then a week went by, and I looked at my glove compartment, and there was seven grams of cocaine in there. I know. Yeah, I didn't do cocaine. I was kind of like, I don't know what to do with this. And the next day I went to school, one of my classmates was like, do you know where I can, I'm at a bachelor party. Do you know where I can get some blow? And I was like, dude, I totally do. Like, <laughs> And it just happened. But here's the thing, I started doing, cocaine is, that's the thing about a drug problem, okay? The first like hour of that movie is pretty great, okay? The first month of a drug problem is awesome, you know what I mean? Because I'm selling it too, so it's not like, it was like Scarface, but instead of like, you know, the push it to the limit montage, but instead of like uh, fancy cars and women, I was just going to IHOP a lot and getting, <laughs> playing Xbox really late, you know, it was fucking, it was a good time. And uh, you know what's weird enough is the, the IHOP was the problem with the whole situation, okay? Because it was 24 hours, all right? It was next to my dorm. 
One day, I sold all my cocaine. Had seven hundred. No, I had five hundred dollars cash in my pocket. All right, feeling good, and I'm like, I'm gonna go get some pancakes. Why not? Let's enjoy the night. And as I'm leaving my two a.m. breakfast, I see on the table it says, "Buy a fifty dollar gift card, get a twenty dollar gift card," and my eyes lit up. All right, because I realized my money was worth more in breakfast dollars. <laughs> So I just liquidated all of my assets and invested it into an economy based on pancakes, okay? I walked out that door with $700 in gift cards, yeah! Whew, it, was a, it felt great for like 12 hours, and then I woke up and was like, man, you know what I would prefer over breakfast? Cocaine, yeah! The people that bought cocaine for me, you know what they didn't like? Gift cards. It was a, uh, they didn't take the gift cards back. It was a whole messy thing. And my life got shitty after that. Like I had to move out of that dorm. I was still addicted to cocaine. People, I ended up selling half the gift cards for like 40 bucks. It was not a good look. And the big irony came when uh, I had to go back to that, uh, you know, that, that Narcotics Anonymous meeting in those dormitories. And like one of the guys was like, man, I lost everything because of, you know, the cops. They kept coming in, always, you know, fucking with, I got arrested. It was a whole thing. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. And the other guy was like, yeah, I was getting high on my own supply constantly. So that's why it didn't work out for me. And they're like, what about you, Sonny? How'd it happen for you? And I was like, ah, stuffed French toast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Uh, I, got a thing, I think I got time for one more here. All right. So uh, I'm going to let you guys do a little choose your own adventure here. Okay. Uh, you got to, let's talk about my relationship. Okay. You want to hear about the, uh, the music in the relationship or the role playing? All right. Well, that's much more fun. Okay. So I've been with my fiance for eight years. Okay. And I thought it would be easy by now. Like you have the cheat code. It's all figured out. You don't have to worry about anything. That's not true. I have to do so much more stuff, especially in the bedroom. Okay. The thing this year was role playing, which I thought would be fun. Like I'm doing an accent or like an eye patch or, you know, something fun like that. No, what my fiance wanted me to do with role playing is pretend to break into our apartment and hold her down. Okay. Yeah, something we found out about role-playing this year, I'm terrible at sexual assault. <laughs> which is not a bad problem to have by today's standards, in all honesty. But in my relationship it is, okay? Because it's her fantasy, and I'm ruining it, okay? She's like, if you're not even gonna try, don't even do it. And I'm like, god damn it, first it's the bookshelf, then I don't make enough money, now it's the rape. Ah! You're just like your mother. All right, you guys have been great. Have a good night! <laughs> Oh, give it up for Sonny Dennis, my college roommate. <laughs> well, he was in college. I was his roommate. You know what happened. Oh, man, trading money for gift cards. That is some crack logic, man, for fuck's sake. That was a good one. All right, man, well, give it up for your comics you saw tonight. Robert Payne, Carl Berger, and Sonny Dennis. Unless you'd like me to just roast you guys for a little bit longer. Go out and enjoy the rest of your free time before the next show. Who's up next, Pam? Uh, the next show is... I can't even remember anymore. <laughs> I can't even remember anymore. Oh, the time machine. The time machine. Time machine. Jokes yeah. backwards and forwards in time. Or just jokes. I don't even know. That's I, a perfect I, I, explanation for Mutiny Radio yeah. this weekend, right? <laughs> the time machine for Pam. Just yeah, the that weekend. is time. It's crazy. All right, give it up one more time for yourselves, everybody. And come back for the rest of the festival. on a raft without a patter. Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> I see.
Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counteroffer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Yeah. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't know anything about it, sorry. <laughs> All so, on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, and Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes, oh, you already said T- that. Tune in radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. 
Um, yes, you can also find us on social media. M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter podcast. MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That, that kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Randy, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast. psychedelic circus journey to the dark side of the moon with bow and arrow presents dark side of the circus a psychedelic circus show set to pink floyd's dark side of the moon playing for one weekend only september 16th through 18th at dance mission theater tickets available now at dark side of the circus dot brown Mutiny Radio listeners can get a $25 ticket with promo code MUTINY420. Bow and Arrow will see you soon on the dark side of the moon. DMDR Radio 11. Particle physics of the said, actionable towards a completeness towards the next and forward balanced and fluidity. Find our soft sun radiant and the just and enough flat atmospherically to bounce also towards the reflection of mass particles in a solar of systems. We find it's just so and happens that what we utilize is what we present for another and another form and hence as measured to be signaled and proposed to be delivered just. It was an odd day today for some of a new worm on a far away planet where a dirt speck presented.
promise from self of an eternal light, Shepo, as in stood and used from self and from the many convinced of such a travesty. Dash. We and the know are aware, and many and many the leggings which take towards the giving of this, the balanced swimming thing which had ought to be rarely a sunrise for the riches contained.